Alright little monsters, today we are introducing a new character to the series. I'm sitting here with my good buddy Chris Lang, Christopher... Hello. Middle name Lang, <laughs> who will be uh, creating a new character with us today and we're gonna get him, get him a little involved in the story and then we're gonna get prepped for our upcoming episode, the beginning of season two. Or another part of the interlude. We'll see. Hooray! Uh, okay, Chris, so give me a little bit of info on your character. First of all, uh, what have you chosen? What, are the, what is the name? So, and kind of we'll just kind of go through bit by bit the little bits you've... So, today my character is... His name is Bill Death. He is one of the most feared criminals out there. Not because he is intimidating, but because he's a very, very manipulative and wordy guy. He goes by the codename of Sykes. He is a crooked man, I can say that for sure. Um, he is a grifter, so he's very good with his wordplay. Um, back in his youth, uh, he used to steal, he did, he did steal a little bit, I will say that. Uh, it all starts with a loaf of bread, as per every thief starts with a loaf of bread. Um, he had to feed his family and his little brother, Kenny, actually. Um, let's see. He is a very charming guy. If you run into him, he... Smile! Don't be afraid to smile. He'll smile right back at you. Um, uh, tell, me, tell me about some of your moves. It says you got a crew. Let's see, yeah. I have a crew. Um, even though I might be feared... I have very, very loyal followers. About three of them. Uh, sometimes if I make a new friend, he'll join in, but usually it averages about three. Someone usually does something wrong. What do you guys call yourselves? We call ourselves... The Fagan Crew. The Fagan? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, and it says you're notorious. I think we've already hit a little bit on that, but could you elaborate? Let's see. Back in... Um, nobody ever knows... Nobody knows my real name. Only a select few. Um, I will manipulate anybody, whether it be an enemy, whether it be a friend, whether it be a partner. Sometimes I'll manipulate even a complete stranger. I'll manipulate anybody. And if somebody does anything wrong against my instructions, they're never heard from again. Whether it be banishment from the crew or just a disappearance. Fantastic. Uh, what are the weapons? What do you What do you normally carry on you? Let's see, on my side, I like to have a nice thirty-eight revolver with me. Okay. And just for some quick, if I need some quick uh, action, I'll pull out my nine millimeter. Nice, small, handy dandy, and a lot of bullets. And in the back pocket, I have a big knife just in case I need to threaten somebody, yeah. or in case I need a little bit of a clean cut. Oh, terrific. Uh, and it says heat here. Tell me a little bit about um, who's after you and what exactly. The police department, they have heard about me. They don't know my real name, though. But there's this certain guy, Michael. He's always chasing me. He has almost gotten me once out of the 77 times that he has tried to get me. Um, but to no avail. I always slip through his clutches every time. Um, but there is a guy that has heard of me. His name is Chapo, part of the Italian mob. 
He likes to uh, deal in certain things that I don't enjoy, but he but he sees me as a very formidable business rival. For I have a lot more money than him, so he tries to get all of my money, but never works. Well, it did work one time, but I've made it back. I stole it back. I can be a little bit of a slippery snake sometimes. Um, and I mentioned my brother Kenny, did I not? I miss him a lot, but I had to leave him. He broke my moral compass when I was younger, and I left him to the wolves. He was going to let a child die, and I couldn't have that happen. And we got into a big argument, got into gunpoint. He tried to kill me. I couldn't kill him, so I quick acting, shot him in the leg and ran. And I never heard from him ever again. Except for a few letters, Christmas cards and whatnot. Good, good. I'm glad you guys don't keep it. <laughs> uh, we're not going to deal with your underworld so much. That's more story. Describe how, how he looks to me. How does, um, how does Bill's, the Sykes, look? Oh, uh, well, obviously, I'm a man. Obviously. I would, I'm about six foot. Um, again, like I mentioned, He's a very he's a very smiley guy. Like you look into his eyes, and there's something about him that just infatuates you. You trust him automatically, um, and his usual go-to attire. He likes to wear a nice pair of khaki pants, a blue shirt with a navy blue jacket, sometimes a bowler hat, maybe a fedora. He's very hipster in that way. And if he has to go undercover for some reason, he will. He'll find some way to get a costume, whether it be stealing, whether it be popping somebody who's just unknown, or whether it be just buying. And yeah. Cool. Um, let's figure out a little more about your past. Let's see if there's anything in here that I might find interesting in my build workout. Any previous loves? Any previous loves? Yeah. Yes, but she left me. And that's when my heart said, I can't, I can't love anymore. Well, who knows? Maybe I will love someday, but right now my heart is hardened. One day I came home, she left me, she wasn't there, neither was my son. She took my son from me. I one flesh and blood. And it's been a personal goal of mine to find her and just get my son back. No matter what. No matter what. Damn, your son back. What's your son's name? Oliver. Alright, so that's, um, that's a brief enough little introduction. We'll get a little bit more uh, as we start the storytelling. Um, this is going to be a brief, small episode, kind of an interim thing between uh, the last one and the next big thing. So let's go on and get started. Open up. Washington, D.C. You never wanted to be back here. Hell, you're not wanted here. You took the fall for something you didn't do. All because well, a friend of yours, old part of your crew, saw a national treasure and thought, hey, I could do that. And you took the heat. You fell for it. But no, that's not why you're back. You got a map in your hand. 
and a promise in your mind from a, from a man that you do not normally do business with. Hmm. Interesting person, seedy. Full suit, met him in the dark part of a bar, and the only words on your mind from his mouth are, one score, so big you'll never work again. Hmm. I've heard that many a times. You walk past a van. It's flipped upside down. Looks like there are burnt footsteps in the ground. Hmm. You double truck the map, this is the right place. There are woods all around you. You come upon a bunker. You look back at the map and you see a little circle around an area past the bunker. And it has a, a mark on it. And it says, insecure part of the infrastructure. Somewhere you can enter through. Perfect. You get up, you climb up top the bunker, and you find your way to it. Brush off some dust and leaves, and sure enough, there it is. It's a vent. Hmm. It's always a damn vent. <sighs> what do you do? First, I take my jacket off. Not I don't want to get that dirty. Okay. And I find... Can I find a rock? I find a rock on the floor. Sure, sure, yeah, there's a rock there. That would make sense. I approach the vent. Toss, toss the rock in the vent, just to, just to see how, how deep it is. Uh, you hear it kind of bounce its way down. It's not far, and it seems like it, it seems traversable and um, not deep. It'll be something that you'll kind of crawl your way through. Okay, perfect. Well, might as well make my way through the vent. Let's see what we can do. Uh, so you just get in? Just, I just go right on in. All right, roll for act under pressure. <laughs> it's not a good start. You can go ahead and mark experience. So, yep. Um, we got a five plus one six. So you, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna let you get into the vent, but it's not gonna go exactly how you want it to. Let me see if there's anything specific that happens. You just don't do it according to this. Uh, but, so it's, but because this isn't like a massive thing, it's just, it's steamy and it's hot and you start to immediately get sweaty as soon as you enter the vent and you slide down much harder and faster than you anticipated mm -hmm. and you feel uh, the screws of it just start to creak. It's not, it's not as strong as it could have been. You've damaged kind of the entire infrastructure of the vent. And you, uh, you're down there and you're crawling, you got your map in hand and you kind of look at it again and it's got, it's got directions through these vents towards exactly where you're heading. Okay, so... What do you do? Let's see, what... Do I know what the path, what's the path looking like? Um, um, it's kind of, it's straight, hard right turn, full back, you, uh, then you'll take about, it looks like another three or four vents straight forward, then a left, and uh, then you will exit out of the vent. Okay. That's where it is. Oh, uh, as you're crawling, you hear some, uh, you hear some noise underneath you. Hmm. Kind of like, just like, like, like talking. Okay. Nothing, nothing too major, and they don't. They don't no one seems to recognize any noise. Where I, where the noise is, I pause. I put my ear down to the vent to try to hear as much as I can. It's muffled. Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like two to three people. Uh, one of them's a woman. Okay. But that's about all you can make up. Keep, I'll keep my. I'll keep advancing through the vent. Okay. And try to make my way towards the end. You're, you're going about as quietly as you can. Uh, but due to the damage, it's, it's making some squeaks and some rusts. It's nothing too bad. Um, 
and suddenly there's a scurrying ahead of you as you make the first right turn. <laughs> and uh, you can't quite make it out, but uh, from your in knowledge, from your known knowledge, it seems like a rat. What do you do? I'll pull out my knife from my back pocket just in case. Yep, okay, so you, uh, it's a hard, it, this is a tight vent, so that's a hard squeeze to get your knife. And this seems like a roll for plus cool. <laughs> Luckily, that is a success. Um, so you whip out your knife, and it, it, again, it scrapes against the metal, and it makes a little bit of a noise as you uh, pull it out. This is kind of your uh, worst outcome. <laughs> um, and as you're pulling, you pull the knife, and it scrapes against the metal, and there are little sparks. And you start to make out more what's in front of you, and you see it's, it's a rat. Shoo. Get out of here. Yeah? Shoo. Okay. Go away. You, you point the knife at it and tell it to shoo and tell it to go away. And it does just that. It scampers, um, scampers back, but it seems to be going in the same direction that you are. And hmm. I'm assuming you follow it? Keep following the rat. Yeah, keep you following follow the vent. You follow the rat and you keep following. And it's, it's getting hot in the vents. You're starting to sweat and you're squeezing your way through, but it's warm. And it's not at all what you expected. Hmm. And you get to a point uh, very near where you're supposed to exit the vent when the rat shows back up. Hello. And it comes right in front of your face. At this point, it is uh, it's very difficult for you to move your arms at all towards uh, in front of you. And the rat looks you in the eyes and you can't you don't want to say that you see a smile on its face, because that would mm -hmm. insinuate that you can tell the emotions of rats. <laughs> but, but the rat starts jumping. Huh. And you see the metal part that you are is right on an intersection. You see it to start to squeak down. Uh-oh. Um, and it's really hard to move my arms, even, though, even if they're already in front of me. Yep. Okay. Not much you can do. What do you do? Hmm. What do you try to do? And the rat is bouncing. The rat is bouncing, and every, with every bounce, it starts, seems to get a little looser. I'm going to inch my way forward a little bit to try to get my hand under the rat with my knife pointing up to see if it'll jump on it by accident. <laughs> Just hoping that it'll land on the knife. Yep. Um, that's an interesting one. <laughs> that would be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say plus tough. So you get it. Uh, so, the rat makes this one massive jump, and on its way down, it scratches itself against the knife. Uh, but because of that, it can't land as normally as it did, and it actually falls onto its side as it's falling, kind of giving its whole weight mm. down. And the, the vent that you are on collapses. And you fall <laughs> hard. You, uh, it... Basically what happens is the front part of it falls down and you slide out and uh, down onto your full back. Oof. You fall to the ground and you hit it hard and you close it and your eyes close um, and everything goes black. And you open your eyes and you're in a field. It's beautiful. breezy. It's beautiful. It's familiar. Hmm. You feel at home. You hear kind of a, a great wind, a great dust in the sky. And you look up, 
and you see the clouds start to move and form above your head and it's strange and it's unusual and it doesn't quite make sense. Nothing really correlates inside your head. You, you don't, you, you're not used to the supernatural. It's strange about this. And you say that to nothing. Um, and a triangle starts to form in the clouds above your head and the sky collapses around you. The clouds form and blast downward into you and you are on your back taking the full force of the sky as it collapses on top of you and the last sight you see besides the clouds crawling off of you as they peel down is a set of yellow eyes in front of you. And your last thought before you fade away is... What is this? Where am I? Yellow eyes. As who are you? All these thoughts happen as your brain kind of fades out and all and your sights in front of you go blob. And you open your eyes and there are two individuals standing above you.